Welcome to the weekly podcast of Sunday Morning Live, led by Pastor Denise Suttles. You are listening to our live Sunday morning fellowship. We air live every Sunday morning. Please feel free to join us via Zoom. The meeting ID is notated on our podcast page. Now turn with me, please, to Psalms, the 40th division of Psalms, and we are going to read verses 1 and 2. While you're finding those verses, let me just say, and don't get mad at me, Sunday mornings at church may be one of the phony, phoniest days of the week. Mm. I'm sorry if I've made any if I've offended anyone, but Sunday morning we put on our best exterior front we can come up with and try very hard to look happy. On the outside, everything looks fine. In other words, church can become the perfect setting for image management. Mm-hmm. We like to appear to have the perfect relationship, the, the perfect family, the best children, and the perfect life. Mm. Uh, and even as a church, we try to present our church as though we're the perfect church. Everything is going fine here. But far too often on the inside, we f- on the inside we feel like a toxic waste dump. Mm. Sometimes our feelings are untamed and even out of control. We we maintain an exterior with religious platitudes. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But church, it, it is it is okay. It is okay to tell God how we really feel. Mm. Now let's go to our scripture. David is telling God what's really up. Psalms 40 verses 1 and 2. I was patient while I waited for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. I was sliding down into the pit of death. And he pulled me out. He brought me up out of the mud and dirt. He set my feet on a rock. He gave me a firm place. What I would like to use for a title this morning, Now I Feel Better. Now I Feel Better. Beloved, we are emotional beings. Our emotions are a central part of our makeup. Yes, we are unique individuals, but at the same time, we have a lot in common. So what do we have in common? We are all physical. We are all intellectual. We are all spiritual, social, 
and emotional beings. But within each part of us, we are unique and distinctly created by God in a particular way for a particular purpose. Take me for example. For the past couple of weeks, I've talked about, well, two weeks ago, I talked about something that I think I'm good at. I talked about working in my yard and pulling weeds. Y'all remember that one? I know the weeds. Mm. But last week, I shared something that I'm not so good at. Last week, I talked about that I am a horrible seamstress. <laughs> yeah, I, I can recognize my own limitations. If I don't recognize them, someone's going to bring them to my point, to my attention. In other words, we each have individual preferences. Things we each like or things we don't like. But something we all have in common is that we are all emotional beings. Which means we feel with the language of our heart. Though our emotions are much more difficult to identify than some of our physical preferences, we still all possess emotions. For instance, we get angry. Sometimes we're sad. Very often we are fearful, fearful of what might be next. Sometimes we, we feel disappointment, shame, embarrassment. But then on a positive note, our emotions are sometimes joyful or contented. We were created for love and so many other emotions. Love is my favorite emotion. I think everyone listening to me can identify with some of the ways you feel. In other words, our heart is trying to tell us something. And what our heart is saying is unique to each of us. Like everything else about us, our emotional life is both common among all people and at the same time particular to us. Our emotions talk to us, but do we listen? What I'm trying to say is that we should give every part of what makes us us a voice at the table. If we don't study, we will not learn. And then our intellectual health will suffer. If we don't exercise or rest enough or eat properly, our physical body will suffer. If we don't pray and spend time with God, our spiritual lives will suffer. We know this, but far too often we neglect our feelings or our emotional health. We, we need to accept the gift of our emotions. They are a central part of the distinct person God has made us to be. And God is emotional. The fact that we have emotions is part of what it means to be created in God's image. Go back to the beginning. 
God made all of creation. We're going back to the beginning of creation. He made all of creation in all its splendor. And then what? Then God looked around and said, oh, this is good. I think we would be safe to say that God was delighted. That God felt joy. I believe he even felt proud of what he made. God took delight in his creation. But sadly to say, God's beautiful creation was marred by sin. And humanity began to make sinful choices that demonstrated our willful disobedience to God. Mankind became more sinful and broken and people started to hurt and even kill one another. What was God's response? So the Lord, the Bible says, was sorry that he had ever made mankind and put mankind on the earth. In other words, we broke God's heart. So what did our broken hearted God do? At just the right time, God sent his son, Jesus, to correct all that had been broken in the world. But even before Jesus began his ministry, we hear a voice from heaven, the father saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. That's emotion. And throughout the ministry of Jesus Christ, Jesus demonstrated emotion. He demonstrated sorrow and he demonstrated joy. For example, after the disciples returned from a successful ministry tour through which God had changed many lives, Luke records Jesus was filled with the joy of the Holy Ghost. But when his friend Lazarus died and Jesus went to the tomb where Lazarus had been buried, John records Jesus with a very simple and short, powerful response. The Bible says in John 11 and 35, Jesus wept toward the end of his life, knowing that he was going to be rejected and killed. Jesus went aside with his disciples and here's Matthew's account of what happened. Then Jesus went with them to the olive grove, called Gethsemane, and he said, sit here while I go over there to pray. He took Peter and Zebedee's two sons, James and John, and the Bible says he became anguished and distressed he told them in this 26th chapter of Matthew, and now we're in verse 38. He told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Mm. This is not the record of an unfeeling God. This is not the record of a God that is managing the world remotely. 
This is not the record of a God who is untouched by what goes on in the world. The God that we serve is the God who cares. He experiences passionate love. He experiences anger, sorrow, joy, and pride. And I would suggest that God has given us this same great gift of emotions. He created us with the full range of emotions so that we cannot deny how we feel. Emotions are an important part of our unique makeup. So, how do we handle our emotions and specifically what goes wrong when we don't allow our emotions in our rightful place in our human makeup. Emotions can be powerful. They can be difficult to understand and sometimes even difficult to control. We don't always trust our emotions and and, and, and sometimes we, we, we can't even tell where our emotions are coming from. And, and I don't know about you, but I've made a lot of mistakes making decisions on the way that I feel. So we feel safe if we bottle up our emotions because we're afraid of having the wrong reaction. We decide that some emotions are good like joy and affection and should be sought after and enjoyed. But other emotions that we consider bad, like fear and sorrow, we feel those should be buried and slept, swept under the carpet if we can. We even remember we used to ha we, we have in the, in the back or the front of our Bible, we even choose scriptures to join in our campaign against our feelings. Feeling fearful? I know how to stop that. Go to 1 John 4 and 18. Perfect love expels all fear. Feeling sad? I've got a Bible verse for that. Philippians 4 and 4, always be full of joy in the Lord. And if you didn't get it the first time, again, I say rejoice. Feeling angry? Well, a little anger is okay, but not too much. Ephesians 4 and 26, don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. So we go to work against our negative emotions by trying to pretend that they don't exist. Forgetting that our emotions are a gift from God and an integral part of who we are. Don't, don't turn me off. Stay with me, please. Our emotions are trying to teach us mm, how to follow God. These are two inevitable results to trying to deny our, there are two inevitable results when we try to deny our emotions. The first is 
We will not become who God is calling us to be if we deny our emotions. When we deny our pain, deny our losses, and deny our feelings year after year after year, we will be less than human. We will transform slowly, kind of what I was talking about at the beginning of the message. We will transform slowly into empty shells with smiley faces. Emotions are too powerful to be contained. And then when they leak out, we have the emotion of regret. So let me give you three suggestions. Give yourself space and permission to feel how you feel. Take time to reflect on how you feel. Listen to your heart. If you're feeling sad, don't deny it. Don't tell yourself that a Christian should always be filled with joy. So I can't be sad. Remember Jesus wept out of sadness. If you are mad or angry, don't deny it. Try to figure out what it is that you want. Give yourself space and permission to feel. The second suggestion that I have is don't go through life alone. Take a bold step and talk to someone that you trust and tell them how you really feel. I said two, but it's three. Number three, or maybe I did say three, I don't remember. Pray. <laughs> pray. We are going to touch on this on prayer again in just a minute. But beloved, when you are experiencing emotions, pray. Talk to God. Open your heart to God. Yell at God if you need to. Cry before God if your heart is full of pain. Apologize if you're feeling shame. Rant if you are angry. God's love has no limits. He has been with you through every joy, every hurt, every loss, every mistake, every victory, and every defeat. Nothing you feel can surprise God, and he will not leave you. So what are emotions? Obviously, we feel emotions, and sometimes they even overpower us. We feel emotions. But the feelings we have stem from the judgments we make about the world around us. Sometimes these judgments happen so quickly, we don't even realize we are making a judgment. But at their core of these judgments, our emotions are making assessments typically regarding things that matter deeply to us and typically things that we cannot control. So our emotions present in positive and negative assessments we make about the world around us, past, present, and future. For instance, 
Happiness is a broad term that stems from the judgment that something positive just happened, something good just happened. Joy, on the other hand, tends to be more specific, referring to the judgment that something positive is going to last. It's going to be around for a while. Relief, on the other hand, is even more specific. It is our reaction when something we were afraid of does not happen. Meanwhile, hope and excitement anticipate that something good is about to happen. On the other hand, worry, anxiety, and fear occur when we expect that something negative is coming our way. Guilt arises when people judge that they have done something wrong. Anger occurs when someone else commits a wrongdoing. Sadness results when we lose something. Emotions, they are not just feelings. Emotions, they do not just reside in our heart. Instead, they lie at the intersection of the body and mind. That's the reason the way we feel can make us sick in our body and in our mind. We need to get a handle on our emotions. <clears throat> they cause changes in the way we feel. At the same time, they stem from quick judgments made by our mind about the nature of the world around us. So we have made the point that we should not deny our emotions. Now, the Bible does not offer commandments that hold for everyone in every situation. Instead, there are particular words for particular people in particular circumstances. And Romans 12 and 14 puts it this way. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Certain times call for emotional reactions. There will be seasons in life when we feel the tranquility that comes from God's peace, which passeth all understanding. But there will also be seasons when we join in ecclesiastics saying life is meaningless. Second, the Bible makes clear that we are broken people living in a fallen world. As a result, our emotional reaction will never be perfect, at least not on this side of the rapture. Hmm. So what do we do? I want to feel better. My feelings so often are all over the place. So let, let me answer this with our final point. Emotions are an invitation from God. They are always an invitation to pray. Oh my God. When you first begin to experience emotions, especially negative emotions, you might be confused as to what you are feeling not even sure how you feel. 
Go to God in prayer. He'll be able to unravel all of that stuff that has intersected at the intersection inside of you. Soak in God's presence. Worship Him so God can bring clarity to how you feel. If you are having trouble sensing or even hearing God because your emotions are overwhelming, then talk out loud. <laughs> Tell God how you really feel. God, I'm angry. God, I'm afraid. God, I'm anxious. And our God of all comfort will comfort you. If, 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 if you need comfort or celebrate with you, if you are excited. No matter what emotion you are feeling, God wants you to come to him and talk to him about it. Emotions are always an invitation to pray. No matter what emotion you are feeling, God wants you to come to him, pray and ask him to help you worship. Be honest with God about how you feel. Confess. Stop trying to hide what you did or how you feel. Confess. That's why he's there. Confess any known sin. And know that you are forgiven based upon the finished work of the cross. Then ask God for more more of his spirit work in your heart that will enable you to feel joyful praise and heartfelt desire for more and more of God alone. Beloved, set your mind on the truth of who God is as revealed in his son, Jesus Christ. Focus prayerfully and relentlessly on what is true in your prayer. What does God promise to do when we go to him in prayer? God promises that when we seek him with all of our hearts, we will find him. God promises that when we press on to the Lord, he will come to us like a spring of rain. God promises when we come to Jesus, our heart hunger will be satisfied. In other words, he will change our hearts so we can experience spirit-given, heartfelt worship and once again see and feel the very glory of God in Jesus Christ. We want to experience God in our feelings. We must filter our feelings through the glory of God. Beloved, we will suffer but don't stop at how you feel when you suffer. Yes, we are alive. Thank God I can feel because I am alive. But be willing to take your feelings to God so we can participate in his presence. Thank God that even as we share 
in the sufferings of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we share in his comfort as well. Our judgment must interpret the things that are happening to us as good because God is in the midst of what is happening to us because God is in control and he will inevitably produce in us a spirit of contentment and joy. <coughs> Give your heart to our tender God. <coughs> he understands how we feel. <coughs> Give him your heart and praise him. Praise God when you feel like it and when you don't feel like it. I promise he will make you feel better. <coughs> he is the God who makes us feel better. Maybe you feel like giving up. Put your feelings on the balance scale against how good God has already been in your life. Look back and see what and where God has brought you from and you will begin to feel better. Maybe you are feeling uncertain right now concerning your future. Look to Jesus because he knows the end from the beginning and know that he has plans for you that are good. Maybe you are suffering grief because of a loss. Maybe you lost your home. Maybe you lost your health. Maybe you lost a family member, but you did not lose God. God and God is enough. He is enough. Distinguish between what is fact and how you feel. Many times, like 90%, our feelings have zero connection to reality. Remember, faith is not a feeling. Faith is simply believing that God will do what he said even when we don't feel like it. Beloved, remind yourself of the truth. Ultimately, your hope does not come from how you feel. Your hope hinges on Jesus. And right now, Jesus is holding on to you. Even if it feels like you are falling, even though you may be in the dark and can't see your next step, know that your shepherd is walking right beside you. He knows what it's like to be overwhelmed by grief and followed up by darkness he has a grip on you. Your grip may falter, but his grip on you will never let you go. Now, I feel better. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and you would like to repent of your sins, pray this simple prayer with me. Say with me, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I have done many things that don't please you. I have lived my life for myself only. I am sorry and I repent. 
I ask you to forgive me. I believe that you died on the cross for me to save me. You did what I could not do for myself. I come to you now and ask you to take control of my life. I give my life to you from this day forward. Help me to live every day for you in a way that pleases you. If you prayed that simple prayer with me, please contact me by telephone. 231 349 1046. Hallelujah. God bless you. We thank you for another Sunday morning. It's good, beloved.